In autumn 79 AD, the city was changed forever. Homes, markets and businesses destroyed. Lives and society wrecked and preserved in a single moment. Ash clouds and hot gases plumed out of Mount Vesuvius onto the city below. So pour your cuppers, because this is coffee in a slice of history, the destruction of Pompeii. Hey up and welcome to episode 13. Ella here as always, I hope you're all doing well. First off, I'd like to just apologise if I sound any different today. I have got a cold and I was hoping it would have been gone before recording, however, no such luck. Thanks for listening in. Remember to head over to the podcast Instagram page to see the photos for today's episode. I've also set a Ko-fi page, so if you choose to, you can support the show as well as it being a bit of a social community space for you lovely listeners to connect with each other and myself, so be sure to check it out. I'll put a link in the episode description. So without further ado, on to today's episode. The city of Pompeii was built on a bit of land which had been shaped out of prehistoric lava. It was an ancient Roman city in Italy, located eight kilometres from the coast at the Gulf of Naples on the southeastern base of the volcano Mount Vesuvius. The volcano had erupted many times before, but never to the scale of the autumn of 79 AD. Before the eruption, Pompeii was home to 12,000 people. It had a port, around 100 streets, and a complex water system to accompany it. One of the most popular products to be produced within Pompeii was fish sauce, which hundreds of people would have worked to produce. Pompeians had a very varied diet, including plenty of rich foods. As they were so close to the sea, they ate lots of fish, sea urchins and shellfish, as well as songbirds and the Roman food staple, pork. Furthermore, because of the location of Pompeii, it was a fairly wealthy city. Because it was situated near the Bay of Naples, it meant it was valuable for imports and exports. As well as this, there was rich agricultural land, meaning there were many farms built. As said before, the eruption occurred in the autumn of 79 AD. It lasted for around two days. The first part of the eruption started with pumice rain. This is basically like little stones that fall from the sky during eruptions. The pumice rain lasted for around 18 hours. As the pumice rain didn't cause a huge amount of damage in retrospect, it allowed some residents to escape. And as they did escape, some were able to take a small handful of their valuables. Early the next day, after the pumice rain, the pyroclastic flow started. Beginning near the volcano, the pyroclastic flow was a high-speed ash cloud, which was both dense and extremely hot and blistering. Any of the population that was left would have met their demise this way. It would incinerate or suffocate anybody in its path. By the end of the second day, the eruption had finished and the sun shone weakly through a haze in the sky, almost like a thick fog, leaving the whole city buried in a thick layer of volcanic debris and storm which had solidified. The city stayed like this, buried and paused in time for many, many years, until the first time in 1599 when an architect, Domenico Fontana, was creating an underground channel so the water from the River Sarno could be diverted. 
This project in 1599 uncovered frescoes, which were war murals and inscriptions. The workers at the time were intrigued, but carried on digging towards their project, where they uncovered yet more frescoes, albeit these were more and more erotic than the last. This led them to covering over these frescoes, as they would have been far too sexually explicit for the period. Due to this, many years passed again before the remains of Pompeii were unearthed again. Then in 1748, excavations were done and many remains of buildings and structures were made. However, the city wasn't identified as Pompeii just as yet. It wasn't until the 20th of August 1763 when an inscription was found. Re Publicae Pomperinorum and the forgotten city was finally identified. A huge portion of the city was uncovered by an Italian archaeologist called Giuseppe Fiorelli and he was the man who came up with the idea of using plaster cast. Basically, he would pour the plaster into the voids of the corpses which were decaying so it would preserve them in order to be studied further. The city was near enough completely intact Bread in ovens, bodies of people and their pets completely frozen, exactly how they would have been in their final moments. Food on plates, set on tables, people crossing the street and piles of rubbish, just like any ordinary house. Due to this, in more recent archaeological digs uncovering Pompeii, you could see how this Roman community worked. Jobs and trades, food eaten the type of houses at every social standing, as well as the things the citizens like to do in their spare time. This meant the inevitable unearthing of the erratic frescoes which had been covered back over about two centuries previously. There was even a purpose-built brothel called Lupinaire, which was Latin for Wolfsten. It turns out this brothel was two stories high and had ten rooms, equipped with stone beds in every room which would have had a mattress on top. In some of the rooms, many of the walls were covered in erotic paintings of people in varying positions. As well as these paintings, clients using the brothel would leave notes on the wall of both the services provided and the price for each. This proved to be interesting for the archaeologists as they found a night of entertainment could be obtained by payment of two loaves of bread and half a litre of wine. As well as the brothel, many years later, a snack bar, so to speak, was found. It had frescoes on it in bright colours. However, instead of erotic poses of people, it advertised food and drinks sold there. Within this structure, eight terracotta pots were found, all still with produce found in them, like duck, goat, pig fish and snails as well as this bronze bowls and wine flasks were found in addition to ceramic jars for cooking stew or soup also a structure called the villa of mysteries was found this is a fantastically preserved roman villa and it is plausible that it belonged to and was the home of a powerful family even though it was covered in ash it is still intact to this day, with its walls still standing with little damage as well as its ceilings. The wall paintings within the villa are also well preserved, 
some of the most well-preserved in Pompeii, meaning they are some of the best examples of Roman paintings to date. Also, a Roman wine press was found on the site of the villa too. This would have made it incomplex for the family in the villa of mysteries to make its own alcohol. Furthermore, it included baths, many gardens, a shrine and multiple huge kitchens and even a farm outside. This family would have been very self-sustaining. A further factor to show this would have been a very wealthy family was the discovery of some horses preserved near a stable block on the property. Two of these horses were wearing a harness and one had a saddle. This was another sad but interesting find for the archaeologists and historians alike as the horses could have been saddled up in order for people to flee on them during the eruption. Additionally, a laundrette was found. Just like modern society, people living in Pompeii needed a place to wash their clothes. The structure showed a large bath for washing and a press was found which would have been used for ironing after a drying period. At this period of time, the Romans would have used urine to wash their clothes. They would have left their washed clothes on the roof of the laundrette, so the stench would have been unimaginable. However, tragically, the most harrowing finds to be uncovered were the people of the society found preserved in time by this natural disaster. Many of the bodies were found face down, looking like they were trying to protect themselves. Some were found lying on their sides, almost looking like they had fallen. One of the more crowded places where bodies were found is called the Garden of Fugitives, where 13 bodies were all found within close proximity to one another, and they were all found in plaster cast. The victims include both adults and children, and they seem to have died while trying to get out of a gate before being caught by pyroclastic floor. One of these victims was thought to be a merchant. This is because when analysed, it was found there was compression in his wrist, conditional to having a bad case of osteoarthritis when he was alive. There was also a mother who lies near two young children. The children were holding hands when they had fallen and were between the ages of five and two. The mother lies closest to a young and small third child. A young farming family were uncovered, a couple and their 14-month-old daughter. This age was estimated due to the state of the baby's teeth and it made this baby girl the youngest victim to be recovered from the ruins of Pompeii. Nowadays, a third of Pompeii is still covered over and the other two thirds are open and they are open for the public to visit. Thousands of tourists still visit the site every year to see the well-preserved buildings and objects left behind by the wake of Mount Vesuvius. Even now, there are teams on the UNESCO site still uncovering the lost secrets of Pompeii.